listening to the Justin and Greg Unnamed Podcast. My name is Greg. This is Justin to my right. This is the podcast, my favorite podcast to produce, you know. Have I ever told you that? Your favorite one to produce. Yeah. I love it so much. Well, it is fun to do. It's Monday. It I is. feel like Monday. I feel like my head is like trying to implode in on itself. So I woke up early this morning to try and clear my head and get focused for the day. And when I do that properly, I usually write down the date in my in my thoughts, in my journal, that sort of thing. I wrote mm-hmm. down October like 16th. It is October 22nd today. I was not where, even close. Where is this year going? Like October is almost over. Yeah, I actually thought about it today. I'm about to buy Christmas decorations in like two weeks. I'm curious for those of us uh, listening who are from America, we have kind of a rule here in Canada. You don't put up Christmas decorations until after After, November 11th, which is Remembrance Day, which is, you know, I mean, similar but different to Veterans Day in the U.S. Right, but they have Thanksgiving after Remembrance Day, right? So it's... Remembers Day, Thanksgiving, and then if they have time, they get into Christmas. Yeah, and Thanksgiving here isn't as big as it is in the no, States. No, I, there's Christmas a lot of people down there bigger. that it's bigger. Yeah. Thanksgiving is bigger. Bigger than Christmas. Not here. And their turkeys are turduckins. Oh, I love Also turducken. bigger. Have you ever had it before? No. Yeah, me neither, but I heard they're awesome. I love the idea of it, though. Actually, I think I did once, actually. I had turducken. Have you? I think so. It's a, it's a ton of ton of time to cook. That's a lot sure. of meat. Yeah. If you're new to the show, last Tuesday night, we do a Facebook live show every Tuesday night. And last Tuesday, we did the return of the Justin and Greg barefoot runner, I think in California, but don't tell me where like, it was. He, like he runs in bare feet or he runs in bare feet, the shoes company? No, he runs in bare feet. No socks, okay. no shoes. Okay. Like that's a very popular thing. Yeah. You meet running purists. They say we're, we were never built for shoes, you know? Right. You're supposed to run in bare feet. And then if you try it for more than 200 meters, your, your feet are bloody. Yeah. It would take you a long time to work up to that. That's like my kids. My kids seem to be immune to like rocks and pebbles and like walking on. I'm like walking across the lawn. If there's like a little rock, I'm like, oh, duh, yeah, duh. you've seen like the yeah. magicians that do like the fire walking. Right. Apparently they've got really calloused feet, so they yeah. can't actually feel the heat. Whereas someone like me, I've got dainty yeah, feet. Exactly. I'm, I'm like third degree burn on that stuff right there. Hey, Pam on the office did it. Remember that? Episode? I, know. I was so proud of Pam. And I just need to say a few things. I did the cold walk. Yeah. What a good show. Anyway, so this is the post that they put in their, their community group basically on Facebook. Okay. Okay. It says, hey, Northeasters, lately I've noticed that the sidewalks have been littered with acorns. As a competitive barefoot runner, this makes my training sessions very difficult. I'm not sure if many of you have stepped on acorns with no shoes before, but it is quite painful, as we can imagine. Sure. So this is just a friendly reminder to keep, please keep your sidewalks clear of any acorns or other debris that might injure those who are active members of the barefoot running community, including myself. I would hate to complain to the city about this, so just wanted to give everyone a heads up. Peace Sorry. and love. Somebody who is a competitive barefoot foot runner who wants to run in nature is complaining that the sidewalks are covered in nature. Yeah. He's upset because people need to clean their sidewalks. He's, like in, he's trying to up run here in Canada, it snows. natural way. It snows all the time up here in Canada. And sure. so you need to you need to shovel your sidewalk. Yes. I understand for it's a the same thing, just in the postal summer. delivery person. Or for me. This is a barefoot runner who runs in nature is complaining because nature has come into the city. But sidewalks aren't nature. He's saying, get the nature off your sidewalk so I can barefoot run. That's an oxymoron. It's a pretty wild story, though. This guy would say, I don't want to have to call the city on you guys for not shoveling your acorn walk. sweeping the acorns off your sidewalk. How would you feel if you were that city official and you had to open up a letter that said, Dear city officials, I can't run on my street with bare feet because there's acorns all over it. And that city official has to be like, I got to take this seriously, I think. It's like, should we start a GoFundMe for a pair of shoes? The best part about this group was the people were not having it. They're not going to get pushed around by this guy. Okay, they're like, hey man, the best where, comment I saw. Sorry, was, where was this? This is like Minnesota. Yeah, something yeah, like that. probably not. 
It was like, if only there was something that we could put on our feet to avoid the acorns. was like, I think with my favorite comment. I saw the one where somebody said, you should run with a blower, like a leaf, leaf blower, blower on your feet. In front of you. Or strap squirrels to your feet. That would be helpful <laughs> too. There was another one. But people are people are saying like, this guy, this guy's crazy. Right. And of course, he elevates it and says, listen, I'm going to go to the city and file a formal complaint. And he shows well, them that. Didn't it make like, it was in like the Washington Post and it was in all these like major Esquire Mashable. I'm just reading off your screen because Moto, Up Rocks, Fast Company, like local weekly paper. Like, is this is this that big of a story? Well, we love stories. I mean, you and I both love sure. stories that have. I'm happy that it is because we're getting to talk about. Yeah, it. no common sense at all. Because people go, wait a minute, there's someone who's not using common sense. Crush right. them. Yeah, I'm gonna go after them. So anyway, it turns out this whole story was fake. I think it's a disgrace that information that was false and fake and never happened got released to the public. Fake? The person behind it just wanted to troll people and did a really good job of uh, it. Clearly. Clearly he did. He made national news in multiple sources trolling his neighbors. Could you imagine having the moral compass that does that's broken, clearly? I see it every day. And you go, Working with you. It's funny. And you're just going to say, I'm going to make up this story today and probably upset a lot of people. And you know where we live in the middle of Canada, Saskatchewan, yeah. which is mainly rural and small cities. You could do the same thing here pretty, pretty easily. Literally, this is you every time we go through drive through you just troll the people in drive through asking super dumb questions and wasting all of our time. Yeah, but I don't lie like this guy did. I don't I don't outright lie. I just ask for questions and opinions and recommendations. Like I troll by wasting their time. <laughs> I don't troll by telling people I'm going to go to the You're city. You're only one step away because this guy's just wasting all his friends' time for a laugh. We should do this. <laughs> we should do this. We should do this this week. Oh. You can do it in my community group because I've got a lot of you have a, Oh. And... You'll use your Facebook. We'll get you invited in there. And then you make something we have to make up. We have to make up like somebody. And we'll friend a bunch of people and get everybody in on it so it looks like they're a real person. But like, what would be the story? I don't know. If you're, if you're listening to this uh, live on Periscope right now, you can give us an angle for this. We don't want it to be too egregious, right. but just enough that it's believable. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, what, would you, what would you complain about? I would complain about people not cutting their grass because it's freezing out right now. And... Mm. Yeah, yeah raking leaves. I would ask a uh, public service announcement that it actually physically hurts my ears, the sound of crunching leaves. And so if there's any children that are jumping the leaves when I'm coming by, I would just ask that they don't do that because it's hard on my hearing. Or we could say we're trying to sleep in in the morning. We've got a sleeping kid and people are being very loud before 10 a.m. and get people mad about That's it. That's funny. Because the world gets up, right? Anyway, if you are a fan of college football, you see this all the time, marching bands. Mm-hmm. We've got a, a CFL football team here, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, who are represented by the province of Saskatchewan and mm-hmm. the city of Las Vegas. We'll include Henderson yes. in there as well. Sure. Maybe the whole state of Nevada. Why not? Yeah, perfect. And we have a small drum line here. Yeah, we okay. do. So the, the Knights have their drum bots. Yeah, we have a drum small lines. drum line. We got drum line, yep. The difference between our drum line and college football drum line is uh, the difference between an anthill and Mount Everest, I think. Just go watch the movie Drumline. Yeah, it's close. You remember that one? That's not ours, though. Like, we've no, got it's a, not ours. No, but like you kind of get how serious college football drum lines are. Yeah, and there's so many of them. Like I've seen college football stadiums that have this marching band that are like the whole like end of the stadium. And like, there's tons and tons and tons of people, and, and ours they put is on just wild shows. Yeah, and ours is just uh, a line. Well, I think it's I think it's different because at college, that's like it's a program and it's music and it's community and it's all these people together doing that. Meanwhile, here it's volunteers. Right, like, it's different when okay. you're in college doing that. But one thing that I love about college football drum lines and marching bands is they're awesome. Yes, they are. In fact, I think they're becoming even more relevant. 
nowadays than ever before. I, I kid you not. It was, I think it was last weekend. Last weekend, I saw a college football marching band. You know how they do the halftime intermission? Things yes. like that? They did the floss dance. I saw this, which you're trying to replicate for people and it's not going they, well. They did the floss dance live. Like they made stick people out of people mm-hmm. walking and then did you have to Google it, I guess. It was worth your time t- to check out. Yep. Here you guys go. What are you doing? I'm doing the floss dance no. for all our Twitter followers. No, you're wasting a lot of time. I felt like that was a bit weird. No, you're an old man. You can't do it. I can do it. I just did it. And then coming back to my story here, uh, this week I saw a drumline full of, a drumline, a marching band full of T-Rex outfits. Like, you know, the inflatable T-Rex yes. outfits? The marching band was playing Michael Crichton's and like Jurassic Park as Steven Spielberg. Who's Michael Crichton? He was the author of Jurassic Park. Careful. Back on pop culture. Yeah. He wrote the book. So what? Steven Spielberg's like the score in that movie, they were playing it and they had all of these people in costumes. I did see this. It was like 300 T-Rex costumes yeah, running around awesome. the field. Where do you get that many T-Rex costumes? Amazon.com. Guaranteed. Because no, they're probably like a hundred bucks each. Yeah, they are easily. I guess these college programs have money. Oh man, they got tons and they're investing in the marching bands. But I thought, you know, a lot of people wouldn't see relevance in like, string instruments and brass. Like people don't really care anymore. You would say about classical music like that. But here they are being relevant to well, college students, and then yep. the worldwide, they're they're playing Bruno Mars songs that are fun. Yep. They're playing well the the dinosaurs, and then they're doing floss dance. And I go, why can't other organizations that are old? I think about the symphony in our city. Sure, adapt to do cool stuff like this that make people want to watch. Well, a our money. symphony here is doing like the video games live, where they play like the soundtracks from like Halo and totally. different things. And yep. you know, once once a year, yeah, they do that. But I mean, as a sure. whole. Yeah. As a whole, there's a lot of these old industries that just seem to be dying because they're so proud of what they are and who they are. Right. And they say, we will never Being adapt. Relevant. Meanwhile, I've got NCAA college marching bands in dinosaur costumes having the time of their life entertaining 90,000 plus fans, not including the TV audience, and they're worldwide news. It's interesting because you remember when 20 years ago, probably even 10 years ago, if you were in an acapella group in university or college, you were a joke. No. Yes. Really? What do you mean, really? Well, I mean, I thought it was always cool. And then it's like you had, oh, what's the name of that group that's very popular, a cappella group, and they tour everywhere, uh, Harmonics something. The yeah. Philharm. Oh, uh, f- oh, shoot. Pentatonix. Uh, Pentatonix. Yeah. So, like, they were kind of crushing just as all the movies came out, you know? Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. Man, that was a good movie. Pitch Perfect 1, 2, 3. And it seems like it's kind of that revitalized a whole area where suddenly it was cool to be in an acapella group and you would see all these people then on YouTube in different places making these wild, crazy acapella songs, compilations, and it was awesome. My favorite is the acapella flash mob. A bump, 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 bump. You gotta sing. A bump, 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 bump. No, that's not singing. You gotta sing. I don't know what I'm supposed to sing. all day long, laughing and singing and singing my song. How am I supposed to know that? From that. Anyway, acapella is cool. I always think it's cool. But they evolved, right? And yeah. they didn't just evolve with Hollywood. But I just, I hate when people are refuse to change and adapt and be like, you know what? We're going to tweak this a little bit. We're just, but we're so married to the culture and tradition. Yeah. And I think there are some things that are special about traditions. Like, you know, Christmas family traditions mm-hmm. or Thanksgiving family traditions 
There can be something special in tradition, but I think there's less grace than ever in this world to hold on too long to a tradition. Well, I mean, as you, we have a lot of traditions for Christmas when we were young. We would always go to Pizza Hut. We always get the tree the same day. We do all these things that we loved as kids. Mm -hmm. But as we grew older and kept to the traditions, it's like, why are we still doing this? It doesn't mean to us what it used to. We need to move on. And like, there's this weird tension of, I want to keep the tradition because it meant something to me versus making making value in the real moment that you're in right now. Right, making spirits light. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> Thank you. I always had chestnuts roasting by the open fire. Did you? No, I never did. Uh-huh. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Uh, so the city next to us, in to the west of us, there's a big city called Calgary. Mm-hmm. Calgary is one of three cities left for the 2026 Olympics. Now, it's some ancient history here. Calgary hosted the Winter Olympics in 1988. Yes. And they are, to this day, I believe, the only profitable Olympics of all time. Of all time? Or the last profitable one? I have no idea. I think... I know what I heard was everyone after that has never been profitable. Never. Like, and they go billions of dollars in debt. They build these mm-hmm. massive things. And when they build them, they all have a good idea and a good plan for sustainability that for some reason never happens. Now, in Calgary, I lived there for, you know, 15 years. They're still using the bobsleigh and the luge. Oh, but did you hear the, the story this week? What's up? They're planning to close and tear down the ski jumps. Why? They cost too much money to maintain. Okay, but I mean, there's not a lot of ski jumpers out there, so I get that. But they've lasted 35 years, right? Well, 30. I saw this story about um, in Pyeongchang in the Olympics that they're they're going to take them down. This yeah. just happened in Korea. They had this, this sustainable plan of we're going to put apartment buildings and condos and we're going to reuse it. And now there's no money for it. So they're probably just going to break it all down. Just raise the venues. just And not raise R-A-Z-E. Just like, yeah. Take them down to nothing and destroy them because, they, again, they cost too much money to maintain and there's not actually like a good business case for what you do with them after the fact. It's wild. The same thing happened in, in Athens, mm-hmm. in Russia. It's just this thing where people invest, I'm talking billions and billions of dollars, billions and billions Massive. and billions of dollars for two weeks, I guess four weeks plus the Special Olympics, and then it's over and then it's done. And then what happens? And people always promise you, oh, the... The, the influx of the, the the economic benefits is going to be amazing, and it never is. Like, it well, almost you, never is. I don't know if you know that. It's just I think it's very slow and long-term. And they cost millions of dollars every year for us to maintain, and our city budgets have not grown by all these massive amounts to take on the cost of this. Everyone loses. So here's my proposal. Okay. One, Calgary, vote down. Vote down this proposal. No, I... What? Yeah. Why? Because they're going to lose a lot of money. But what Although, do we care? The thing, the thing about Calgary is that, well, because my family is there. I don't want them to suffer, man. I don't think your family will suffer. Here's what Calgary is potentially going to be doing, though, if they if they do this. Their hockey team, yep. who are not as good as the Golden Knights, the Calgary Flames, need a new stadium. Yep. They would roll that into the Olympics. We're building okay. you a new stadium. For, like That sort of stuff, make, to me, sure. makes sense. If there's already a need for it and helps update some infrastructure, because a new arena is probably half a billion dollars. At least, yeah. And they want to, They need a new uh, football stadium as well. Yeah, they do need that too. And okay, there's another half a billion dollars. But it's if like, you're investing in the Olympics yeah. for these things, sure. that's okay to me. That's okay. Okay, but really though, it's... It's like a seven-hour drive to see the Olympics, and it's in a province in a city that doesn't really affect us. That's why... They we, can lose all the money they want. That's why we need them to say yes, but I want them to say no. Okay, well... It sounds like they're going to say no. 
Everyone yeah. that I've talked to is like, no, we're not interested in this unless they get new stadiums and new infrastructure that makes sense to them. No one wants that kind of destruction and traffic well, in their city without and, something like worthwhile. And it's always the city's like, the province needs to kick in more money and the province is like, the city needs to kick in more money because they both have to hit a certain amount for the federal government to kick in another chunk of money and I don't know. Isn't that, I mean, we don't talk politics on this show, but I'm pretty sure our federal government will write a blank check because they like good things. There, there's like a maximum amount that they will basically come up with half the money if the province and the city comes up with the other half. Here's my long-term solution for this. Have it in the same place all the time. Right. Like, why do we have to move it around the world all the time? Just put it back in Rome well, where it used okay. to be. The rightful owner... And I, guess I think that Greeks. would be the only... Yeah. Greek? The, yeah, the Greeks yeah. were first, yeah. Athens? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's the glory of hosting the Olympics. But isn't it time, though, that we move it back to one place, make it epic, invest, you know, I don't know, four times as much money to make it super, sure. super awesome, and then we'll go back there for 25 or 30 years, and you can just use it over and over again. Like, there's a lure as an athlete to go, wow, I'm going to wherever place this is held, it's going to be awesome. Like, it sucks sure. because the times when they move around, like when it was in Korea, the times suck for us. But, like, what point are we going to, like, just adapt to this stuff? Or have the opening ceremonies in one place? Bring all the teams together and then just like, hey, cool, good swimming facility in England. Hey, cool, we've got a great indoor track down in Zambia. Hey, cool, we've got... I mean, it doesn't give you the same kind of camaraderie, but to have world-class facilities for all those sports in one place is tough. It would be tough, but if everyone's investing in it, you're fine. But... Over 30 years? Have fun. I love the Olympics. I, it's I think fun. it's a blast. It's special. Uh, okay, so that's my solution for that. I did see a story about the craziest lottery in the States, the okay. Mega Millions. This Mega Millions was $1.6 billion. That's a lot of money for a lottery. One, one person could win $1.6 billion. So people were freaking out about it. I actually saw from one of our Vegas followers, they had this turnoff to go get the... Uh, the turnoff to go get the, the tickets was crazy on the Friday or whatever it was. Guess what happened? Nobody won. No one won. It's now $2.25 billion. Shut up. Over $2 billion? So if one person wins this, someone is going home with over a billion dollars after tax. Oh, man. In there, like an instant billionaire. Sorry, can we talk about the other side of this? The fact that you won a lottery and are writing a check to the government for a billion dollars in tax? Insane. But that just goes to wow. dead Wow. I, I can't, I literally cannot fathom the impact of a billion dollars to one person. Now, it's it's probably going to be like, split, but. Winning a lottery, I know around here, it's like usually they start at like $2 million. Lotto yeah. 649, very popular here, $2 million. And $2 million now isn't as much money as it was 20 years ago, but it's still like. It's still life changing money. Absolutely. You're paying off the house. You, you wouldn't quit your trips. job with $2 million. probably wouldn't. It $2 depends million? where no. you're at in your life. You probably would. Yeah, okay. Anyway, it's uh, that's something, $2 million. But $2 billion? Like a thousand lotteries. Yeah. You want it a thousand times how crazy is that insane like you can buy stuff that is oh, unfathomable man, that is wild a billion dollars is a lot of money it's insane anyway so whoever wins that think of the justin greg show we will uh whatever you need to be done we want a house in vegas that's oh, what we want man. wouldn't that be cool and a private jet to fly us from here to there bum, ba, awesome. ba. a billion dollars like that's not even a big ass yeah i mean the problem is is all of your friends are now gone and you're, they're replaced by money hungry blood-sucking leeches blood-sucking content creators a, yeah a thousand million dollars that's a lot of money it's a lot of money speaking of a lot of money someone i believe this is over in dubai surprise surprise is building a replica titanic and their maiden voyage will take off in the year 2022 that'd be That'd be interesting. Hey, I think people are going to be surprised how small it is. Oh, that's probably true. Compared to like 
cruise ships now. Yeah. Yeah, probably tiny. Because the idea of the Titanic is like, it's this amazing, yeah. massive, unsinkable ship. And our cruise ships now are ridiculous yeah. in comparison to the size. I laugh at this idea that people are going to show up, be like, sick, cruise on the Titanic. They're like, where's the swimming pools? Where's the water slides? Where's the hot tubs? Because it's a where's real the... replica. I looked into it. It's so And funny. they're going down to like the wood grain and the treats. Oh, yeah. And like th- everything is styled like the original. I'm sure everybody would be dressed for the times. And hopefully they've updated some of the uh, telematics. What do you call it? GPS? Well, hopefully. Yeah, yeah hopefully it doesn't sure crash too on its being voyage. But they're also going to have the same menu. They have like recovered menus Whoa. and things like that. So it's going to be fun for about, I would say, four hours. Yeah, exactly. If I paid full yeah. price for that ticket. Yeah. And I mean, even think about luxury back then. If you were in the highest end yeah. luxury suite in the Titanic, you would have some amazing things, but you would have a lot of not amazing things. Well, I hope they've updated the plumbing and done some of that stuff. Do you know what? If you were into poker, that'd probably be cool. Play poker if you just on play the pokies, po- pokies for a week, <laughs> I don't think that's the same thing. If you could explain to me what pokies is, I would consider it. But <laughs> It's a mixture between poker and Pokemon. Oh. And so it's like, it's poker with Pokemon cards. It's called pokies. Okay. Okay. Anyway, anyway. side note. That'd be kind of like, I feel like, did you ever see the movie Maverick mm-hmm. where he's playing? Is Mel Gibson in that? I think so. I just remember them playing poker on this steam wheel ship and it was like just set in the times and so serious and it was cool. That could be fun. I wouldn't, I would be okay with that. I would also be okay if Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, you know, said hi. Well, they better be on the maiden voyage. They should come by and be like, absolutely. And I should get like a scene of them on the front of the boat. If you get selfies with, oh yeah, in the front of the, oh, do you know how many, if they had a little selfie station at the front where you could actually do the pose from Titanic. Be awesome. That'd be something Or having Celine Dion on the boat too would be great. Hmm. Fellow Canadian. Near, far, her actually, her Las Vegas residency. you are, it's almost done. I believe this is not bad. You can keep that. Going. My heart will and go on. You actually, made, you actually screwed up at the end, but why? Uh, all, overall, not that bad. Thank you. Uh, so, would you go though? No. And what would you pay not to go? I wouldn't pay anything not to go. I just wouldn't go. Oh, okay. But if I was going to go on a cruise, I'm just at the place in my life where I want like super ultra modern luxury. Give me TV screens and and hot tubs and slides and I don't know, fanciful food. Yeah. You want to be taken care of in in the same way that when we fly down to Mexico for the all-inclusive, you want that to happen even more so and be on a boat. Yeah, exactly. And you go to different ports all over the world and travel around. It'll be fun. You don't want to have to think about anything. Thing. But I could see some history buffs absolutely loving that. Your wife's a history major. Maybe she, she'd love it. Oh, she would lose it. But here's my question. Is there enough history buffs to make this sustainable oh, for 25 years? I would say no. Mm, I don't think so. You couldn't bring your kids in this know. ship. They'd be like, where's the internet? You'd be like, well, I'm sure they have internet. I'm sure they have TVs in the, the internet rooms. In I'm sure they weeks. have a theater. I'm sure they... One of the shit. things that's different is the original Titanic was coal-fired. This one will be diesel-powered. But wow. it'll still have the coal stacks just yes. for aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, uh, I would go for a day. I would go for a day. I yeah, think. I think it'd be fun. And so then, anyway, if you're listening and you want to have Justin and Greg come vlog the Titanic maiden voyage, let us know. We're in. Boom. We're in. Okay. So last craziest story. Mm-hmm. The craziest story I heard, and this is from last week. This is what the headline read, and I had to dive into it. Oh, no. U.S. Embassy in Australia apologizes for Cookie Monster Cat email. Sorry. Whose headline is this? BBC? Yeah, this is a real BBC That is a headline. real headline. Yeah. The email was entitled Meeting, and it went to... They actually didn't reveal how many people it went to, but it had a photo of a cat with cookies, and... Uh, the cat is in a Cookie Monster outfit. Yeah. And she's got cookies. Apparently, the story is that they... It was supposed to be for some little private invitation internally 
and it somehow got sent externally to a ton of people from the U.S. Embassy in Australia, but it seemed like they, they made light of it. Well, and they should make light of it. Right. What I'm annoyed about this is, why is this news? Why do people have to apologize for this nowadays? This reminds me of the very first time when email came out and people didn't know how to forward or everyone would reply all to oh, everything. Baby. You have all of these chain letters in your mailbox. Like, they made a mistake. Yeah. It was a weird, uncomfortable cat cookie monster email. I don't need a, an apology from the U.S. Embassy saying, we are so sorry for the training error. Like, did they ruin someone's day? And if they did, get them on the show. Well, but they made a joke about it, though. Oh, yeah. Sorry to disappoint those of you who were hoping to attend this cat pajama jam party, but such an event falls well outside our area of expertise. So U.S. Mission to Australia spokesman Gavin Sunwall told the Australian Associated Press. That's funny. It's a joke. But I think they do. They maybe do have to go, oh, sorry, because if you are in a country where you are not a citizen of and you have to run to the embassy, you don't necessarily just want them sending cat jokes on the internet all the time over email. But they're not. It was a mistake. Sure. So they just came out, made light of it, apologized. That's the right thing to do. Here's the hardest part for me is I hate news like this because it's so worthless, but I crave news like this. I love it so much that I found world headlines. U.S. Somebody Embassy in Australia accidentally sent a wrong email. email. Yeah. Like if they were honest and said like, hey, the U.S. Embassy sent the wrong email out. I'd be like, so? But when you put the word cookie monster cat, cat email, I'm clicking. You win, BBC. They're taking advantage of me and my need for useless news. My need for speed. Anyway, that's a that's a nice taste of the Justin and Greg podcast where we cover real topics. Yeah. Nothing's fake or made up. And we, I think we talk about real things it's sometimes. Like news that shouldn't be real news. Well, it is. But we, we, we squirrel it back. Fun. Like we solved the Olympics problem today. Yeah, absolutely. And the barefoot runner problem. We solved that. So wait, we're doing we're doing pretty good. Anyway. Fun podcast. We will see you guys maybe tomorrow or the day after. And remember, Soon. if you win the $2.25 billion, we support you. Or win Nintendo Switch or Hillary Works Sparkle Balls tomorrow night. Tuesday night. See Tuesday you there. Tuesday at 9 p.m. Central. Okay, bye. Bye.